get set. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's be real. Let's be 100. Girl, the public don't deserve to see that bunny. So take it off or take a nap. Looking like you got on a silk house spirit of cap. Come on, come on, come on, no man. I saw you turn it up with your bunny on. I said, come on. Now she know she wrong. Bunny every day, bunny every night, bunny when she play, bunny when she fight. I said, you wearing that bunny? She said, so is because the humidity will give my edges the beard. What edges? What edges? I said, what edges? What edges? Come on. Go, no edges, go, no edges, go. You gotta stop wearing that bunny to the stove. Come on. Let's go have appointments at the boy. Let's go make one. Child, let's get into it. Hello, everyone. This is Kia Monique Jones, the host of the Miss Little Dish You Know podcast. On today's episode, I will have T.D. Taylor and Ariel Dawkins, two of my closest childhood friends. We're just going to be having some transparent girl talk, talking about this whole bunny situation, the damn Kevin Sammons era, as well as life, love, and relationships. Again, these are childhood friends, so we all really know each other really, really well, and we're going to call each other out on our shit. Enjoy. Hey, ladies. Hey, girl. Hey, what's poppin'? What's going on, ladies? Good. Just you working. Know. Not, not so for those that are listening, everybody, these are some childhood friends. And we're just going to be talking about all this shit that's been going on on social media. So I personally want to start off with this whole bunny shit. How y'all feel about it? Because me personally, I feel like that shit is ghetto as hell. Am I the only one to feel that way? <laughs> so, I, you know, I've been struggling with the whole what's ghetto, what's not, if I'm being all the way honest. And that's because I think where I am in life, I've been seeing other people, I'd be like, that shit ghetto. But they want to call us ghetto. So I'm not going to say it's ghetto. Because again, it might be trailer park, but it ain't ghetto. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I think what you say, area. I don't think it's per se ghetto, um, but I was raised to go out into the world setting a certain standard. My mama didn't let me have no rollers in my head, no bonnet on, no do rag, whatever. Going out, even if even if we going on a road trip, we finna be on a on a road for ten hours, like. She's like, no, comb your hair out, you know, do something to your hair. So I feel like I'm a bit conflicted because I grew up, mm-hmm. you know, having a certain standard, getting going out of the uh, out the house. But now people are gonna do whatever they want to do. Yeah. That ain't none of my business. I think I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I feel like that too now. I feel like that too, but at the same time, like I'm not. I don't think that it's okay for people to go out in stores in public with their bunnets on. So, this is, I, I am conflicted. Like, all of that. I was taught, don't go outside with your hair looking a mess. Right. Like, take off your bunnet, have on clothes. But I think, again, the older I get, the more I'm intentional about why I think about certain things the way I think about them. 
And when I really think about why people are so mad at somebody wearing a bonnet, it doesn't make sense to me because the only reason people care is because again, there's this, there's been this idea in black community that you should dress the way you want to be perceived. And that's a fault in that because we humans, we should, we should be treated as humans regardless of what we wear. So I'm conflicted because at one, at one side, I'm like, okay, I get what she's saying. Have pride in how you look, be presentable. But who are we being presentable for? Because I'm tired of being presentable for white gays, if I'm being all the way honest. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's okay. why. Let's I, talk about it. I, I would never, again, this is me. I would never go out in my bonnet, but that doesn't mean I don't go out in my slaps. I don't go out in my nice little hair wraps. I don't go out in my caps. So what is a bunny? It's like, it's a cap. It's the same thing as a baseball cap. It's the same thing as, a, it's the same thing. Why the bunny? Don't nobody say nothing when the Mennonites be wearing their bunnets or the army okay. be wearing their bunnets. Okay, so when we're talking about bunnets, I'm thinking about bunnets as in protector styling for your hair when it's time to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Not well, someone to running, put on my head because my head ain't done. Well, if I'm running out to the store and I just got a silk press and I'm hey. gonna go out later, okay. I'm probably gonna keep my little do rag on and maybe throw a cap on or my yes. hoodie on and go run to the store. Yes, I'm not gonna sweat my rag I have absolutely no problem with that, but an actual bonnet. So your problem, Kia, is a bonnet is meant for nighttime, so that is the only time to wear it. Yes. Bonnets, house coats, pajamas, inside the house. That's just how I feel. That's my opinion. Because I just feel like those clothes, uh, those different types of things are made for in-house. Well, a Blue jeans used to be considered, you know, ratchet and poor. And now look at everybody wearing blue jeans. Loungewear used to be considered ratchet, ratchet and poor. And now look at everybody. So what I'm saying is like, how do we, how do we draw the line? I remember when I first started uh, school, there was a, uh, you know, professional attire. Professional attire didn't include leggings and things like that. Now all the hoes wearing jeggings, leggings, and everything in their professional crystal. So I, I mean, I do get that this is for nighttime, but where do we draw the line? Because we see things from 20 years ago are acceptable now. Things from 10 years ago are acceptable for now. Why can't we? That's the, that's the question. That's the real question. Why can't the bunny be acceptable in today's society? <laughs> Why? Would you go to work with a bunny on? I would not, but I would go. But, but Kia, people used to say 10 years ago if a black woman showed up with a hair wrap to work, like one of those nicely uh, tied hair wraps, the African ones that the people are wearing. Now, people used to say that that was ghetto. Now, look at people doing it. So I'm, I, what, I, I, what I'm asking is, why the bunny? There have been so many other things that we have started to normalize. Normalize the bunnet. Yeah. I just, I mean, they getting cute too. They got lace and shit and patterns and shit. Nice. I mean, men go out and do rags and we don't really make a big fuss about that. Don't make a fuss about it. And again, 
Kia, I can actually respect what you said. I can actually respect you saying the bunny is for nighttime, just like pajamas are for nighttime. So let's reserve them for nighttime. What I do not respect is what um, Monique said and equating not wearing a bonnet to showing pride or not wearing a bonnet showing that you deserve to be treated a certain way. So that's what I don't agree. I can actually agree with you saying, again, everything that I think about has to have an intention behind it. I get that intention. Night clothes, night clothes. But to say that you deserve to be treated a certain way because you wear a bonnet or that people should like relegate you to a specific type of person because you wear a bonnet, nah, player, that ain't working. I think her delivery, in that in that sense, I think, in my opinion, her delivery was wrong, as well as, how are you going to give a message like this in your own damn house coat? Like, it, it defeats the whole purpose of what you're trying to say. So, I am a big advocate of practice what you preach. And the way in hell, I record myself with a goddamn robe on and talking to somebody and posting for social media knowing I look a damn fool because in my mind shit like that is for the house nobody's supposed to look know what certain parts look like on certain people because you're supposed to keep that stuff in the house this is how I feel I think Monique's delivery um her tone was soft and sensitive but I feel like her comments were kind of condescending in my opinion Ooh. And then she wore, this, and then she said all this shit in a fucking robe. So it's like, who are you to judge somebody when you don't even look presentable doing this damn video? Well, she was it all against her. That ain't nothing new. She used to talk about like super down to them girls, very but, condescending back. In and the that's day. hypocritical. And and like what Kia just said, how how are you gonna talk about what somebody wears when you're presenting yourself in house clothes? She so that's why she should she shouldn't have made the argument in those clothes. She's gonna like, practice what you <laughs> preach. Like you can't you can't say shit like that and you look a damn fool in your house because like the delivery was just wrong. Hmm? In her own robe. She can't say how she feel at home in her robe. Well, see, that's the thing. I she can say what she feels in a robe, but if we go with what she said, she said how you present yourself to others by her taking that video and posting it for the worldwide well yeah. she is presenting like, what, to others. Like, you contradict that everything that yeah. you're saying okay. i think that i think that hurt the argument more than anything because yeah. it's like okay girl we're not gonna take you serious because you're not even going by what the shit you're talking about because it made no sense i was so disappointed that she really tried to like come for people and her ass in a damn robe herself. What's the difference between a robe and a bunny? <laughs> I got a question. I just thought about this when you said that. <laughs> so, which bunnies are appropriate in person? Because Derrick Jackson bunnet looked like a nice little beret that you could go out and, you know. So, is that okay? Wait, his wife, the hell? I mean, his wife. wife. Yeah. Okay. That was the thing that we used to wear when we was in middle school. That was like a beret, like. We but it was that thing. Hey, that's the thing that we used to get from the hair store when we were little. I remember the little knit like things. That's a bunny. Yes. That ain't a bunny. That is a bunny. That is not a, a bunny. bunny. Is a bunny is silk. Those things were cotton. 
Baby, look up the word bunny, cause I know it ain't just. What okay, we so you tell me, you know, so you tell me, you wore a cotton bunny. What is a bunny? Bunny is made from what? Silk, right? To do Girl, what? you gonna make me go to what Google? Is what is about uh, to do? Protect the hair. Limit what? Breakage. Is that correct? Like Breakage. Honestly, listen. Words mean things. Bonnet. Is a term for a cap that you wear on your head. Okay, perfect example. When you saw that video <laughs> of Derek Jackson and his wife, what they was the called first it a thing bunny. Everybody oh. called it a bunny. Yes or no? They they may have called it a bunny. That I mean, it was a goddamn bunny. I didn't. And the, my first. When I first saw, I was like, "Why does she have a beret on her head?" Like, <laughs> and, and I said, "It can give me." Bunch. And I said, and this goes back to what we're talking about. Why the hell are you on damn near national TV on a video with a goddamn bunny on your head? Now she if could want to come Barry, the Barry Jackson wife could have been on on social media with that little beret on her head, had it not been for the circumstances. Now that was something totally, completely different. He had her. Okay, so when she came out there with that bun out, you said, like, oh, oh, hell, come around with this Exactly, for the circumstances. Like, you know, for yeah, like if, I, if my husband and I got caught cheating, baby, I'm stepping out. Like, no, I'm stepping it's out a with bunny. a silk. Well, I've got, I got a, a fresh twist out, fresh wash and go, silk press, some yeah. nice. <laughs> I'm not looking like something. A bunnet is a cap. Like, I just want to know why black people bunnets okay. are an issue. Because we black. I just want to okay. see you go to work with a bunnet on your head and see if, if you're going to be, be reported to the office. Okay, so during the pandemic at my job, because I work in healthcare and we did have tons of COVID cases, um a lot of the black women did come to work in headscarves I did see some in bonnets I even wore my hair in twists with a with like a um a bandana tied around it simply to protect my hair because our administrator was like you know we're just trying to protect everybody I know a lot of women you know have a lot of hair here so Let's go ahead and it's okay. I'm giving you guys okay if you want to wear a cap, if you want to wear something to protect your hair. And a lot of the black women had their bunnies on. I would have too. And that was... I feel like there's nothing wrong with it. Because what what, what type of job do you have? I work in healthcare. Now... Okay. It was more so for 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 protection, correct? Baby, the elements out here in this here world are toxic. So if somebody wants to go outside to protect their hair from the elements, what is the difference from protecting your hair in healthcare and protecting your hair from the elements? Because I told y'all this, I don't wear a bonnet, but when I go to the airport, I cover my hair because it's just something about sitting my hair on those seats. It's, 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 I just can't do it. Like, I just can't do it. If, if you, if, if, and see, this is the thing. This is a, 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 a contradiction. You want black women to take pride in themselves and their appearance. One thing that in our culture, we take pride in our hair. 
if I'm running somewhere and like Erica said, I got an event at the end of the day, I'm taking pride by saying, I'm going to protect my hair for this trip, this quick run, so that when I do step out, I look good. What so what's the difference between she her area protecting herself in the health care and black women saying, I want to protect myself from the germs in the airport. I want to protect myself from the elements that uh that come to my hair when I walk outside. We know, I mean, if you in the south, you know it's humid. Baby, that's frizz galore. Guess what can stop that frizz? A bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> A bonnet. Listen. We could disagree to disagree on no, that topic. We agree. We agree uh, like even 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 <laughs> you saying that, I'm pretty sure ninety percent of the people who do wear bonnets that go out and wear those bonnets are not thinking the way you're thinking. I'm thinking more so they're wearing it because it's, they don't feel like doing a damn hair. What's wrong with that? I mean, that's fine too. They what? Like I really do not. Again. What is the intention behind saying that black women can wear bonnets? Like, like D said, like it goes back to the. Can I wear bonnets? I didn't say I can't wear bonnets. I just feel like those type things are made for the house. Okay. And that's where, and again, Kia, I don't want you to say I agree to disagree because I do agree with you. But I, I think that the, I agree with you because I was indoctrinated with those ideas. And I think the question now becomes not how do we feel about it because we we all feel about it. We were say we were raised very similarly. So I know I would not see neither one of y'all outside in a bunny. Hell, I, I doubt I ever see Ariel in a damn cap. If I'm being honest, like no. But what I'm saying, I, is, I just got a lot of hair <laughs> on my head. It don't. It ain't gonna stay. What I'm saying is, what? How do we go from here? That's the question. What do we? teach our children that they are only presentable to society if they look a certain way because it's so then that's a problem see I, I, now for me i think that's taking a little bit too far because i just know for me when it's time for me to have children you better not step out the damn house with a damn bun but again what is your attention again everything is about what are you teaching? And I understand that the world is evolving. Of course the world is evolving. A lot of things well, are being more accepted than nature. Let's think about the trauma. Let's think about how many kids grew up um, when we were growing up talking about we need a perm. We Our head tend to head. You know, this head don't look right on us. That's traumatic, you know? And you grow up not loving something that is part of your culture, something that is naturally you. So what we have to do is, again, I'm not going to do it. Ariel, not going to do it. I know Kia, you're not going to do it. But we have to think about our next generation. And we can't continue to make them feel that they, are, they don't deserve a certain thing because they look a certain way or they dress a certain way or they talk a certain way. And I think that's the part where I, me and you have a common agreement with because I do feel where you're coming from from that standpoint. That's why I don't make any public comments about it. If someone wants to wear a bunny on their that's head, there that's go. them. There it is. That's there them. It is. That's them. There it is. I'm not, I, and, and I don't want it to come off as it may be a judgmental if they want to wear a bunny let them wear a bunny there that has absolutely it's nothing to do with it being ghetto out here yeah and that's that that's that's why monique i i think that's why 
people yeah. are mad with Monique is because who is she to come up with how black women should present themselves in public? That's the thing. Yeah. That's period. So we all, I, I promise we all agree. But we I also it's great dialogue to just listen to like different point of views and get different perspectives of this conversation because that's all social media has been talking about are these damn bonnets, Kevin Samuels, goddamn putting me in on pedestals. Are you a high value woman, high value man? I'm high value, we don't put my man on the pedestal. Boop. <laughs> pick me, pick me. That's all I, I hear. Oh, Lord. So let's get into it. So I want us to talk about this whole Kevin Samuels era. Like the man came out of nowhere at the blue. That little snippet of that lady calling herself a four. Was it four or three? One of them. It, I know it was below a six. <laughs> and that clip went viral. And I don't know where he came from or whatever, but it's like the whole Kevin Samuels era. Are you a high-value woman? Are you a high-value man? And I just want us to talk about it because I ain't going to lie to you. I'm a more realistic type person when it comes to some of the things that he said because I ain't going to lie to you. It's some validity in the shit that he say. It's the way he says it that turns people the wrong way. And I think so, Ariel, what do you think about the whole Kevin Samuels? What do you think about it? First off, he is funny AF. He tickles me. Um, I really don't take much what he has to say, you know, like too seriously. But some stuff I do agree with it. Um, like he was talking about putting your man on a pedestal. Like I'm all for catering to my man. I'm all for making sure he's taken care of, you know, as long as I'm good. Princess treatment only over here. So... Mm -hmm. If, if if I'm good, he for sure, he gonna be 10 times good. Because what what they say in the Bible, you give a, a woman a, a home, a house, and turn into a home. And they ain't never gonna do that. That's in the Bible. That sound like some Luther Vandross lyrics. <laughs> uh, it, it was. It was. It was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know what I mean. You know, you give a woman a little bit, and she just turns it into a lot when she's loved properly. Oh. Therefore, okay. If I'm loved properly, my man can have whatever he wants. He really can. Agree. So I agree. agree with some stuff. You know, the things that he said. And and he's he's just brutally honest. And y'all know me. I'm very sensitive. So I couldn't be on a live. I'd be um, but I do believe, you know, a lot of men don't want women with kids. But there also are a lot a lot of men that do. They do. Yeah. And they're gonna, it's going to be fine. Totally fine. So, I agree with he what he has to say, like we said. Um, some mo most of the stuff I do agree with. Some stuff is like, bro, you going? Like that's so crazy because, like, when I talk to this about with y'all and some of my homeboys and stuff, folks be like, "Can you agree with that man when he be saying that nigga ain't lying, y'all?" Like it's yeah. his delivery, and he be brutally honest. He don't laugh when he tells you the information that he's telling you because he be dead ass serious. Yeah. And when I hear Kevin Samuels, I just be hearing like conversations with my uncles or uh, conversations mm -hmm. with my homeboys just gonna mm -hmm. tell you the real. Yeah, Like I, he is yeah. brutally I, honest and he not gonna sugarcoat shit. 
So I just <laughs> feel like you sometimes you gotta have those honest conversations <laughs> to like figure out where you are so you can be a better you. I mean, yeah, I think he, I think his delivery can come, can be a little bit better. Him talking to mm-hmm. people on his lives or whatever because he's not licensed. I.e. Oh, he's yeah. not licensed. I ain't know that. I thought he had a little credential behind his name. He ain't got no credentials. Well, you know. Some, some he, said, he said he's an image consultant. Okay. Oh, well, that makes it's, sense it's, if he is an image consultant. Because the advice that he gives is really kind of sometimes superficial. So uh, my man said he hit. He what? He's the 2021 hit. Like hit? Yeah, the uh, like Will Smith Will in the movie Hitch. Will Smith, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, I do think that there are some, I think that there is some truth behind him, but I, I kind of want to go back before I go into detail, because I will say, I don't, I don't follow him, but I do, like, if y'all send me something, I'm going to watch it. If it goes viral, I'm going to watch it. And for he the most he part, he is going to send it. Every right, you're right, Kia. But for the most part, the stuff that Kia has sent me, I, I watch him. Yeah, I watch him. I don't, I don't he goes on, on Tuesdays and Thursdays on live, and the shit be fucking hilarious. Yeah, I, like I, I want to go back to something, and I don't know where this gonna go because I don't know where I stand in it. But there was two things that tied the conversation with Monique and the conversation with Kevin, and everybody says they are right in what they say in what they say but the delivery is off so i got i just wonder i i look at I, i'm trying to figure out how i liked things delivered to me the way that i like things delivered to me is not the way things like ariel like delivered to her but the way that things are delivered to ariel does not motivate me because I and I was talking to I don't know Kia if I was talking to you or somebody else about uh spin classes and the Peloton instructors and somebody would be like oh I like this Peloton instructor because you know da 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 and I'd be like well I don't like them because they don't tell me to keep my ass spinning they don't tell me to get back on that damn bike they don't tell me to push hard right. so <laughs> so some delivery I do understand people cannot take but Kevin Samuel's delivery is something that I kind of am receptive to because all my life playing in sports right. it was it was a very hard delivery now I can't say now if the, that delivery was right or wrong, but if somebody come to me sweet, like, mommy, baby dolls, you need to do, that don't work for me. That, that just Either. don't. Me that don't work because I'm going to like, look at you like, old ass lady, get out of my face. Come on now. But see, y'all know like, me what? more sensitive than y'all and Kevin giving it to me like that. I'm going to be like, oh, why you got to talk to me so rough? Don't talk to me that rough. But so yeah, that's oh I can't. So what what I will say is because I know how each of us like to hear delivery and how different it is, I understand why some people do not like his delivery. Right. But sometimes, and I think in in most professions, you learn to look behind the delivery and listen to the words, and that's what people are not doing. Now, mm-hmm. again there's some things that are off the wall I, I will say I don't agree with but and the reason why I say this is because I'll never forget it was the Christmas right after I got married and I don't know where 
Ernest was, I think, yeah, he was flying in. So we, we, we had Christmas at an Airbnb or whatever. And I was outside with my dad and we were just talking. And I must've said something jokingly about Ernest and my daddy snapped. He was like, I'm going to tell you, like in a mean tone, you know how my daddy talk, he very stern. He was like, I'm going to tell you this right now. He was like, I don't care what happens. You don't ever say anything about your husband in front of other people. He was like, I'm telling you right now. And I was like, well, God damn. Okay. So his sternness and his delivery in that moment, baby, I don't never speak ill on my husband. Now, That's not to say that I don't agree that I agree with everything he says, but guess what? Guess who ain't gonna hear it? The world. Guess he gonna hear it. So, and that was something that stuck with me and it was that delivery, it was that sternness. It was somebody telling me something that I haven't been taught. Right. Because that's something I will say about Kevin Samuels. And it's, it's unfortunate because I do understand that some women do not have a father, father figure figures. in their life. Yeah. But there is some Bad. truth to where he says, who's supposed to teach you how to be a good wife? Because my daddy taught me that. And put a pause in it, like, I was talking to my mama last week, and we were just talking about kids and all that kind of stuff. And she was like, you have those motherly instincts that just after you have a baby or whenever you're with a child, you have those nurturing instincts, but nobody ever teaches you how to be a wife. Mm -hmm. She just said that last week. She said, if I could do it over, I ain't going to tell y'all what my mama said on, on the podcast. But she basically was like, Mm-hmm. you really got to learn how to be a wife and it's really 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 hard mm-hmm. it's hard compared to you know you, those motherly instincts kind of just come out because you know you're a woman and nurturing and caring all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. so yeah going yeah. back right. nobody teaches you how to be a wife so that's something i i agree with him wholeheartedly now i'm not saying to take all the advice because i have received some bad counsel from older women about certain things in my marriage or prior to my marriage I just like that's 1950s like no like but what I'm saying is we do have we do we do learn how to be a mother from other people I mean how to be a wife from other people who have experienced it and me are important aspects of that whether we want to agree with it or not because there's just some conversations that we can have and we can have them from a woman's perspective, but we'll never understand how whatever we recommend to you is going to, you know, go over with your husband or go over with your um, significant other. We don't, we don't know that. So you have to kind of have some of these conversations. I wish that more women, again, will look past the delivery and get to what he's saying. But I, I don't want to, I don't want to make a blanket statement that I would agree with him 100%. So maybe, Kia, do you have any like specific <laughs> uh, instances that I can tell you whether or not so, I Okay, Okay, so last night episode was, do you or would you put your man on a pedestal? Mm-hmm. That was the conversation that he was talking about. And he had different age groups. He had women in their early 30s, never married. He had people in their early 20s, never married. And he has been very, very particular as it relates to, was your mother and father ever married? Mm-hmm. He asked about those questions. Who's actually priming you and helping you get the tools that's needed to be a wife? 
those are like his main questions that he consistently asks women and see hearing some people's stories like you can see how people get kind of lost and they try to figure it out on their own because they do not have any guidance especially if you do have a parent that has never been married before mm-hmm. and I can take heed to that as well because I know my mom has never been married before mm-hmm. and my dad has never been married before but I'm a very uh, avid learner whereas if I see something I, that I like or if I uh, mm-hmm. it can envision my life being like that, I take heed to what I'm seeing in different relationships with different people. Yeah. yeah. But that's just me because ideally for me, whenever it's time for me to get married, you know, me uh, getting married will be something completely new to me because mm-hmm. I'm actually learning from day one. Like, it's all on me. I can seek advice from close friends and family members, but, like, figuring out what works for my marriage and all that stuff, I don't have to start, like, at the totem pole, like, at the bottom. But I feel like I'm a good thing for you, though. Like, that's totally no expectations. Like, you and your husband set the boundaries. Because I got some peace for you. For you guys, nobody is there. Well, I did. But let me tell you this. But this is the downfall of this, though. Y'all have to listen. This is the downfall. I think this is one of the biggest issues that I have now, just even trying to date, is because me growing up thinking of marriage as a fairy tale, like your man is going to be your knight in shining armor, Mm -hmm. and you keep them at their regard. And I know for me, when I used to date people, or when I do date, or whenever I can date, I never give grace and that was something that I really learned more so in my later 20s where it's like nobody's gonna be 100% perfect right mm-hmm. yes you may have a man yes you will want your man to be your nice shining armor but he's going to make mistakes mm-hmm. and do you have those tools to actually work with your significant other like Mm -hmm. nobody's going to be perfect neither am i going to be perfect but i think it's just the image that it's been portrayed especially in the black community where it's like your husband's gonna be your nice shining armor you're gonna you're gonna do this y'all gonna get engaged y'all gonna get married y'all gonna go ahead and have babies like nobody talks about or have open conversations about the trials and tribulations and relationships that lead into marriages Mm -hmm. and i think that whole perspective of marriage has really damaged especially the women and men in our age group because what we think a marriage looks like it's not like that like it's not a cinderella story like it will be nice for it to be kind of like a cinderella story but you're going to like when people say ups and downs they don't go into descriptive details of what the hell those goddamn ups and downs And I know we talk about this all the time when we watch Black Love. Like, if it wasn't for shows like that that has Mm -hmm. honest, transparent conversations, cheating, side baby, break baby, infertility issues. Like, if we didn't have that show, I know for me, I can't speak for you guys, and Tamara, you're married, but Mm -hmm. if I didn't have a show like that, and I'm thinking, I'm watching this shit, I'm like, damn, they really been through some stuff, and I be complaining about the, the minor shit. Oh my gosh, I really need to check myself at the door because it's like these niggas that's married to this woman for over 15, 20 years, and this nigga was doing some shit, and I be and I just be tripping off the bare minimal. So I don't know why. I'm gonna say something. Oh, go ahead. 
I'm going to let you finish, but I, I just want to say something. I think we've talked about this previously, but that busts your entire myth. Do you, you, you want to finish first? Okay. I, you know, I, I'm just saying that we don't have those honest, transparent conversation as it relates to marriage or what it is or what it takes to be married because we just think it's just like, oh, he does this, I do this. We're kind of somewhat compatible. Let's see if we can make this work. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that whole facade of what marriage ideally was mm-hmm. was taught to me. I think me growing up in my thirties, it shattered my whole view of marriage because it's not like what may work for your marriage may not work for the next person's marriage. And, and so, it's just open perception of everything. So let me tell you why I, I agree and I don't agree. I do not agree that women who come from uh, both parent households have a better advantage of knowing how to be a wife or getting married. And I'll tell you why. And I'm going to ask you this question, since, uh, Kia, since you are author, a writer, a publisher, baby, a boss, baby. If somebody, Girl, <laughs> I'm just saying, if somebody gave you a book with five chapters and they said, okay. and they said, here, Kia, I want you to finish this book. You're going to be like, wait, what happened to the my planning? What happened to my development? What happened to my outline? I don't even know how you want this, this story to end. It's, it's difficult. Yes or no? Would you say it's difficult? It's hell. Okay. So there are disadvantages. And, I'm not, and, I, and I don't mean to say it's not a blessing. It's a blessing if you have both of your parents, you grew up with both of your parents in the same house. They had a beautiful marriage. That's a blessing. However, there are some instances, and I'm learning within my relationship because me and my husband both come from two-parent households. But guess what? Benny and Tammy did something totally different than Dorothy and Ernest. So even though I have a blueprint of what marriage looked like in my household, that is not what marriage looked like at Ernest's households. That's not to diminish that one of our parents had you know, a better marriage, It what you said, it worked for them. So I actually would recommend for any single people who are interested in getting married to take advantage of having a clean slate because there are some things that I saw my dad do for my mom that I expect in my marriage. But Ernest did not see his dad do that for his mom, so he does not do them. So there's a clash. Even though we come from two loving households, parents are still together. His parents have been together for 50 years. There are some things that his mom did for his dad or his dad did for for his mom that I didn't see in my parents' marriage. So it's not an automatic like, oh, we both come from a a, a two-parent household. So at the end, we are both starting with chapters of books and then trying to combine them. That is difficult versus if you and your spouse come with book that is empty and you get to write your story, that's an advantage. And single, I mean, people who come from single parent households do not see the advantage in that. Because again, there are things that I still see in my parents' marriage that I'm like, mm, I don't want to emulate there. So just how you see things in public, there are things from people in public that I'm like, oh, I want this for my relationship. It's so funny because I had a conversation about love languages to my sister-in-law yesterday and we were talking about the differences and how our spouses receive love language and she was just sharing you know she she recently 
got a divorce and she's in a new relationship she's like wow I didn't even know I could experience these things you know like this is a whole new level of love you know like I didn't see this in my parents so it's like so interesting to me and I was just like that's that's true because there are some things like gift giving was huge in my household words of affirmation was (laughs) huge in my household so now I'll be telling my husband like I'll be looking like where my gear where my flowers once you know I'll be (laughs) And he's not looking at that. So again, there's Girl. a clash. I'm, I'm just, there's a clash. So think about somebody who comes with a blank slate. Kia can grow up with no preconceived notions of what a marriage should look like, but Kia can learn how she wants to be loved. Kia's spouse can learn how he wants to be loved. And together with no preconceived notions, y'all build that life together. That's a blessing. And people don't want to admire that, but that's admirable. Because I'm telling you, it's a lot of things in my relationship that I'm having to learn and relearn. A lot of expectations that I... I thought I wanted that. I'm like, okay, well, maybe that ain't really that important. So you actually have an advantage, if I'm being honest. Now, there are some advantages to coming to it from a two-parent household in the event that, like you said, we we ride or die. What the TikTok say? That my man, I'm sticking by him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we know that. We see that. But that's not to always say that it's healthy. Because some parents are in damn near abusive relationships, whether it's physical, emotionally, that don't mean shit. So, again, I guess everything everything has a contradiction. (laughs) Because I do believe that there is benefit in coming from a two-parent household and that you do know to stick beside. There are some old school traditions that my parents have that I do think made me valuable to my husband and him wanting to marry me but that doesn't mean that that's the only way you can do it because that comes with struggles too because I'm trying to be a great woman and I'm like you want your dinner every day hold on (laughs) I definitely agree with that too and on the flip side like I came from a two-parent household my parents are married still married and I want to marry complete opposite of what I saw growing up and that's just what I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Love was there, blah, blah, blah. But my shit ain't going to look like theirs. And that's fair. So my thing is about like the compatibility in the dating world. We've been talking about this in our group chat or whatever. And it is so hard, i.e. as us being high value women. Oh, <laughs> go back before you keep going. Hold on. Before you keep going, can you divine value, high value for me? Because I, I really want to know, is it like monetary? Well, like for him, yeah, for him, it's everything. Whereas, like, you make a certain, you get a certain uh, pay bracket, mm-hmm. tax bracket, okay? Um, You like the finer things in life. Like, you don't like the bare minimum, just in general, just high value all around. So it's not necessarily just your tax bracket, but it's like, the epitome of you like everything that makes you a high value person and now I don't agree with him when he says that you cannot that you can't be a high value woman with children with multiple dads now I don't Mm -hmm. agree with that comment (laughs) but as it relates to the definition of what he feels like a high value man or high value woman you know I kind of see uh, what he's talk- talking about like for compatibility like 
I think that we all pretty much all on this phone are high value women. And we like we watch Real Housewives of Potomac and Wendy used to throw all them damn degrees at the table. Mm-hmm. That shit won't work with us because we all agree. We all got something going for ourselves. So Wendy in her in her mind, she thinks she's better than the other women because they're not degreed. Whereas in our group, we are all, in my mind, I feel like we all have something going for ourselves in our own career paths, regardless if we want to be this. Huh? So on the show, would Wendy be the only, would Wendy be the only one considered have value or are they all have value because they make similar salaries? Okay, I don't think Robins have value. Like, we don't get into it. Robin is not high value. <laughs> if we're going to go into it, Ashley isn't either because she was bartending or whatever prior to marrying No, 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 no. Ashley is high value because she won. Like, Ashley is she the second richest woman. On, yes, Ashley is the second richest, richest he, woman on that show. He, because again, of her man's money. Man. That means she was not high value prior. Mm. Well, let me say this. Robin also went to college and has a degree. She just got caught up in more value than Ashley, huh? So what I'm trying to say is value. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about Kevin saying was in his definition of value and high value. But one thing we have to remember is he's one person. What he places value on is not what other people place value on. Not all men place value on a woman with a degree. Not all men place value on a woman that makes whatever greater than 75. Not all men place value on a woman. Uh, so value is relative is what I'm trying to get at. So we can, we can talk Agreed. about the conversation in Kevin Samuels and how he views how value, but I think, like, if I was to go on this nigga show, he would not call me have value just because I have two degrees, well, two doctors. I, I don't think he would. I don't think he would value me as a high value woman because to him, I know I'm not nothing above a foe. Okay, I got degrees. Right now, I'm still in training, so you know I ain't making six figures. So he would not value me as a high value woman, but you know who value me as a high value woman? <laughs> My man. Oh, that's looking right. Okay, but but what we talk about is I'm not saying we rating ourselves based off of a Kevin Samuels grading of what a high value woman. I'm just calling us high value women just in general across the board because every person that's on this podcast honestly truly has something truly going for themselves and it's working. So that for me is what I view as a high value woman. Okay, now so I was gonna, go back to the original well, question. The dating, original question was the dating of a high value woman and finding compatibility. That's what I was talking about. Okay. I think it's easy. I think, and I'm not, you know, it, I don't know who I, <laughs> swear, I, talk to I swear, bitches get married, swear everything easy. Oh, no, that's all. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Listen to me. Y'all see, this is this is what this is what y'all don't want to listen to me on. And I because I think Ariel, this was you I talked to yesterday. I said I I always I always hate to have these conversations with y'all because I don't want y'all to think that just because 
I've, I've gotten married that I don't see what is actually happening in the dating world because I totally see, I actually sympathize, you know, like from some of the messages of the men that have been talking to you, I sympathize. But what I'm going to say about compatibility. Listeners, listeners, this coming from the same person trying to hook up me with somebody that was four seven. B. Four feet <laughs> and seven inches. Everyone knows I okay, do not listen, date six feet. Guess what? Guess what, kid? That nigga makes six figures. Guess what, kid? That nigga about that money. Guess what, kid? That nigga gonna love you. So this is what I'm about and to guess say. What? And, guess what? And, guess what? and guess what? And guess what? I'm gonna cheat on him, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm we need to edit that out. <laughs> but Y'all, okay, so that's why I said... That's, that's, okay, so that's... Kia, Kia, but listen, listen, listen. That's where... Kia, well, you can cheat on him. I don't care about that. But Kia... <laughs> That's where I'm going. That's where that's exactly where I'm heading with this compatibility because I had this conversation with Ariel yesterday. This is the myth. Your spouse is not going to fulfill every compatibility that you think you need. It's just not. So busted. So if that nigga got everything else but he's short. And 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 you don't find a man. Guess what? This is where I'm Kevin Singers. That's your damn fault because this <laughs> nigga got everything else, but he's short. But it's a but now it's a compatibility. Okay, issue. it's a different. It's short, no, it's short. Not. Like that man's shorter than Oh my god, he is not shorter than her. He is not shorter than her. Yes, okay. he was. Again, I'm sorry. Again, I don't want to say who. I don't want to get too many details so nobody would know who it was. All right, moving on from him. The main thing is you have to figure out what you can and can't tolerate in a relationship. Because that nigga got everything else. Key won't. Exactly. And although it's really, really hard out here today, like dating is just it's beyond See? the ghetto. We in the trenches. But y'all, y'all, y'all picky. I'm sorry. I say it. I say that to y'all every day. Y'all picky. Ain't it. I say this all the time. I never. I, 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 what? Yes, you are. Like you should be a little bit more flexible. 
Yeah, I think I think when it comes to I, I've actually, you know, been seeing recently. A man can't be shorter than me, though. He's shorter than me. I, I, I recently saw a picture. I don't know if it was on Twitter, if it was on Facebook, if it was on something. But there was this beautiful couple. And the lady was taller than him. And I was like, oh, they found love. And she was actually, I, I know exactly who it is. So I, I can tell y'all because, you know, we, we all watch it, but you know, the lady pastor at Transformation, Bree. Y'all know her? Baby, I watch Michael. I watch it. Oh, but, but, okay, Me but anyways, so. You know, Adam, you know I don't watch all that. But it, the only reason I saw this, the only reason I saw this is because, you know, we looked at the pregnancy post from Abby and uh, Charles, and I went into a deep dive with the other pastors, and I, I, I came across her, uh, her, her Instagram, and she was thanking uh, her. She was go look at go look go look at Charles or Abby or one of them had tagged her or maybe Michael tagged her or something. But anyways, long story short, I went to go look at her page just to scroll it, and I was like, oh, I didn't know she was married. Oh, I was like, oh wait, she way taller than her husband. But that's I saw that, and then guess what I said? Wow, look at how look at how happy they look. Wow, look at their marriage flourishing in this church. Wow, look at this. I, I saw it and I kept it moving. Now just think, if this beautiful woman would have said, I wasn't gonna date this man because he's shorter than me, she she would have missed out on her life partner. Yeah. And Kia, some of your deal breakers are things, quote unquote, <laughs> some of your deal breakers are things that are just too much. I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, you you know we had these conversations, but somebody being short. That, but okay, short. Okay, I can do you know taller than me, but not shorter than me. Oh my but god! That oh, is, uh, everybody can. That's okay. the one shorter than me. Okay. I'm too. Okay, it's a preference, but I ain't saying it's right. Cause how okay. I mean, how would you feel? We we don't had this discussion multiple times on social media when guys say, "Well, I like women, but they got to be lighter." Than me, we feel okay. That's a preference. Okay, that's that's a preference. But think about how superficial that preference is. If somebody can provide you everything that you've ever wanted in life, and because they have a physical uh, difference than what you want, that's something you really you ain't got nothing to do with. You got let's say, for instance, you do marry a dream man who got everything you want, and he in an accident, and he got to get his legs amputated. Guess what? That nigga you love gonna be shorter than you. Man, now you got an amputee, dog. Yep. But what I'm saying is that's physical things we do have to push through. We do have to overcome. Now there are like, I mean, some women don't like big women. That's fine with me. That's fine. Okay, leave it there. But what I'm saying is that doesn't give a man a right to if his woman gains weight to go and leave her and do other things. We have to think about marriage. And see, that's the problem that we we forgetting. Marriage is so much more than the I think you are attractive, you are taller than me, you are providing me funds. Marriage is saying, guess what? If you was an accident, you lost both your legs, you were shorter than me, I'm still gonna stick by you. Guess what? If you lost your job, you couldn't bring in no income, guess what? I still gonna value you. Like that's what it is. And, and so we we get we get caught up on this compatibility and uh looks and things when marriage is so much more than that. 
I, what if my husband, like literally, I think about that all the time when people start talking about this. What if my husband was in an accident to where he could no longer verbally talk to me or no longer convey anything to me? For somebody in the real world, if they can do that, I would say that's not compatible. That's not right. That's not what my marriage is. That's not what I, you know, stood before all of y'all and God and said I was going to do. So again, we have to remove some of these check boxes that we have when it comes. Because guess what? Everything that you think you want in a man, in one blink of an eye, it can be gone. Once you really put it like that, D, like it sounds really petty, but I still it could be gone. He ain't even got to lose a whole leg. He can just lose an ankle. He can go just ankle down. <laughs> and then I had what I thought I wanted. And but, but, you ain't gonna, but you don't want to be with that nigga with a limp because he got a limp. But guess what? Oh, Yo, it, fix a limp, baby, because you know I work. Oh, you a okay. limp? I got me a little but bit. Kia, that's what I'm saying. You gotta, you gotta look past that because your six three dream husband could lose his legs and be four two. Not four two. You think you marrying LeBron James and you getting midget Mac? Baby, anything can happen. Autoimmune disease, crippled. Oh man, yeah. I'm just saying. Let's be real. That is, I mean, you really gotta think about it like that it's tough to think about or the reverse that 6'3 dude gonna leave your ass if something happened to you but guess who gonna be there 4'7 mm. not 4'7 seven. Seven. nah that, but I ain't, gonna, I ain't even give it to her I ain't gonna even give it to her cause she don't value it's over with me it's over with it was over with two weeks ago see <laughs> See? Oh, I had last of the day. Lord have mercy. What what uh what uh country wine say? Let that sizzle in your spirit for a little while. <laughs> Girl, please. That shit went through one ear after. <laughs> yeah, that's your damn problem. Kia. Kia. I mean because I'm I'm extremely single too, just putting that in the atmosphere. Husband, come find me if you hear this podcast. Um, so like, would you be okay with being single for the rest of your life if you do not find your perfect match or you don't find somebody you feel you can be compatible with? Would you be okay with not a lifelong partner? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. And that's okay. that's, 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 that's and I said this so honestly. I said yes. That's how I feel with children too. I like it's so taboo. You feel that way about children. I, I definitely I mean, feel that way about children. Especially now. I mean, I can have a few, but if I ain't got to have a few, I, I ain't I'm got to. I mean, if I had the funds, I would do surrogate. Honestly, <laughs> if I had the money to do so, I would do surrogate. Hell I would. Too. I would tell like you. If I had the funds, that's never been my desire. I don't think like that. You know, a lot of people want to hope, experience the whole, oh, I carry a baby for nine months, whereas, like, I just want to pick mine up, but, like, okay, then my baby. You coming home with me? No, but, like, honestly, I have my days where I'm just like, oh my God, I really just want to come home to a man and a baby and, like, care for them and nurture them. 
smell a baby. And then some days I come in my little tiny apartment and I get in my pink robe and I lay on my couch and drink wine. Mm-hmm. And I'm so content. I'm like, wow, I never want to give this life up. Mm-hmm. And like I talked to my mom about that. She was like, you are living your best life right now. Like, don't you ever rush getting married. Don't ever rush mm-hmm. um, having kids because when all that happens, mm-hmm. basically you're going to be lost in the sauce. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to fight your way out to find yourself again. And I don't ever want that to be me or like any of my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I feel where I am in my life. Like, it's like if it happens, I'm very blessed and thankful. God blessed me to be a mother and a wife. But if it does not happen, I promise you I won't feel it any type of way. Like, I. I'm really content in my life. Like, it only can get better from here for me. Like, if I have a child, if I have a child, I'll have to make those necessary adjustments to be a first-time mom. If I be a wife, I have to make those necessary adjustments to living with somebody 24-8. Like, it's a lot. You know, baby. I, I don't think, honestly, <laughs> it's so funny because I bet if y'all would have thought, like, I, I don't think I ever dreamt about getting married or ever say like, oh, I want to get married. It sort of just happened as a natural progression. But I will say in reflecting, I there were selfish motives in me wanting to get married. And by selfish, I mean, I don't like to cook all the time. <laughs> so I got somebody who helps me now with that. I don't clean guess what? I got somebody that does that. So I, I look at it now as there was a point in our relationship where I was like, wait, we, we compliment each other because you know, you're going to clean. Okay. I, I'll cook for you. I hate doing Everybody know me. I, I hate doing dishes. I hate cleaning kitchens. I, I hate cleaning everything. So, so marriage became a selfish thing for me. Huh? I said, she don't cook, she don't clean, so how you yeah. do you <laughs> So marriage kind of became right. a, a little selfish because... <laughs> right. The hell, the hell you do? <laughs> I do a lot, bitch. I do cook. I do cook. <laughs> I, I cook. Now, that's one thing that I know my um, my husband saw his parents do his mama every every day would make a meal. So people... When I when people hear me say like, oh, I'll cook for my man every day, like it's nothing, they'll think like, who you like you you going back to the 1950s? And I'm like, no, I, I genuinely enjoy cooking. I genuinely enjoy trying new meals. The things that has kept me from cooking is I don't want to clean after I cook. So now I get to enjoy something that I like to do and I ain't gotta clean the shit. And clean it up because that's yeah. So it's not like I don't see it as a oh I got a meal on my on the table every day for my man. It's like no, he really only got these meals because guess what? He's going to clean, <laughs> and I enjoy trying new things. Yeah, I get it. And it is what it really? is. I can I, I can see it from that standpoint. It's just, I mean, I'm content either way. Like if it happens, okay. And I ain't gonna lie to you. When I had turned 30, I was like, okay, what the fuck? Like, what I'm doing? <laughs> I was like, when I had turned 30, I was like, okay, where where are where am I? Where am I? Where is where do and I see my future going? That's really the where? issue. Is I think in today's society, we put time limits on everything. And just because you're not married by 30 does not mean that you still can't desire to want to be married. That can happen at 40. That can, the, the thing is marriage. By 
if you don't have your baby by 35, like, yeah, of course, scientifically, we could think about issues that can arise, but scientifically, we cannot think about issues that will arise if you get mar married later in life. And if anything, we know the later you get married in life, the more likely you are for that marriage to last. So if anything, I do see the pressure on women to have babies by a certain age just because the biological clock is real, whether we want to agree with it or not. But when it comes to marriage, there is nothing in this universe that inclines us to be married by a certain age. Now, oh, yeah. when we apply, now, when we apply biblical things and having to be married before you have a baby, then yeah, that's where that marriage before, you know, start. But you want... Y'all yeah. didn't say we have to be married by a certain age. And exactly. People love single people. Like now, now, I'm not saying that I, I feel less than because I'm not married because that, that definitely ain't the issue because I feel like if I just wanted to just be married to just anything, I could have been married by now. I just, I'm just very particular. I should be pissing me off, bro. It's like, when something piss me off, I'm going to talk some deuces. I be in my mood. But it has gotten better. No. It has gotten better. I can be very dismissive, but it has gotten better a whole lot. You um, want to know the truth? What? I, if, about, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about my, my circle. 75% of the people you know who married, they ain't happy. They did it just oh, because no. of anybody. Talk about it. So... You you leave it. You're doing just good by saying that you want to wait until you find somebody. Cause baby, that number might be higher than seventy five percent. Because some of the conversations I be having with, I'm like, damn. I think about ninety percent. Cause a lot of people do cheat. Yeah. Well, see, I think again, I don't allow cheating in my marriage, but there are marriages that allow cheating. So that goes to what it. It's not, I, I can't speak on that because it ain't it ain't going for me in my household. <laughs> but I can't. That's I can't, your household. I can't say. I, but what I'm saying is I can't say that it's some people have open marriages. I mean, who are me to just? <laughs> I can tell you why I won't. I can tell you why my faith says that I shouldn't. But not every not every marriage is based in Christianity. Exactly. Period. And some people just like to play. Some people believe in polygamy. Some people believe in multiple. I I I think that when we Three say songs. I think when we say the cheating thing are uh are are I I, I think the girls like be cheating too. I think it's like our Christianity showing because. I mean, and I can't speak on other religions. I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, if somebody is another faith or something, they can let me know. But don't Mormons allow multiple marriages? So basically, they condone cheating. So who, who am I to say if he won't, if she and he want to step out? And everybody cool with it. So, so I, I guess I hate that association of it's a bad, bad marriage because somebody cheats. 
you can Kia, and you said this early on. What works for me in my marriage might not work for somebody else in their marriage. So I can't. I'm not gonna come. I agree. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna I agree. I'm not gonna so if your ass, if your ass cheating on me, you better keep it between you and God because if it comes to my front door, this shit over. Jeez. I'm just being very, very clear. You talking about? You better cheat smart. You on, better cheat uh, smart. On the six o'clock news, Lorena Bobby. You better, you better cheat smart. You better cheat smart. This shit better not ever come to me. Yeah. That's, it got deep quick. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I don't condone cheat either. So we on the same page as it relates to that. But you know, I can, I mean, like, I, mean I, I couldn't do it. But I'm a a whole other hour long podcast, child. Maybe, but I'm selfish. I'm just selfish in general. So I know, I know me that. Too. Can... And what I like, like I couldn't even fathom like the. That shit is like an insult to me. Somebody cheat. Like, you get your question answered fuck? by Kevin Samuels, baby. I was just talking about like high value women, people, g- girls, or women that got things going for themselves, how it can be sometimes hard to date or try to get to know people without men feeling inferior. Um, or feeling less than because they don't feel like, or they do feel like that girl's out of their league. That's their problem, not mine. But no, no, see, I don't agree with that area. I'm sorry, but that's that's the old school coming out of me. That's there's like if you are intimidated by me, I'm not gonna dumb it down. I agree. I I I agree with that, but but I'm just saying that that makes it harder to date. You have responsibility. We do have a responsibility, and again, people are not gonna agree with this because this is definitely old school mentality. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take old school to back to the bunny thing. Like we don't do it because of how we were raised. But if we want to change it, we have to change the next generation. We can't change it now with people our age because they was indoctrinated just like us. So when it comes to insecurities, when it comes to men, I I, I do feel I do feel that I have a responsibility to make sure that my man does not feel inferior to me. There are things that I should do to lift my man up to say, baby, you you are the man, you are the head of this household. Keyword being, if I'm in a relationship, we are together and you come to me and say, I'm feeling insecure in this, blah, blah, blah. Then we can work it out. But if I'm just meeting and dating a guy and... Yeah. I talking about, talk about dating. It's not talking about dating. Just, just it's dating. If you go to an interview, if you go to a dance audition, if you go to a basketball tryout, you are putting forth your best. You are showing everything you are capable of. When I was dating my husband, I was showing him that I am able to... If in the in the eventuality of us getting married, I I will do these things, and I think that's again people not gonna agree with me, but dating is an audition, point blank period on both sides. I believe that though. So I think that dating is an audition though. Coming in with the mindset of if you if you take me as you know superior than you, then I'm not no, because I I guarantee you. If I would have came there with that mindset with my man, and not that I was trying to 
win him over. But you also gotta yeah. think about the perspective of you guys met in school. Y'all already had some sense of common interest. It wasn't like this was a random joke no. on the streets. No. If this no. was somebody that you met at Starbucks. But what I, but I met somebody at Best Buy and could have it's not somebody that you met at Starbucks, like a random, like somebody that you like literally meeting for the first day. But that has your husband, you were able to take classes with him. You kind of get a vibe. Uh, I, I kind of agree with that again because this is the first. Well, I was gonna say I didn't really date that much, but this is really the first person like that I would have met in school. Other people I met out in the open and I still modeled myself as to how the type of woman that I wanted to become in my marriage. That's it. And there are, you I mean, what baby, you mean, one in a million. But see, and that's the thing. I don't have, I shouldn't be one in a million. Some of these, some of these thought processes are things that women who are our age should think about. And we can't change these men these days. These men were titty babies. They was coddled. They, everything was accommodated around them. And you, you think you about to take some grown 30 year old man and teach him now, well, baby, I, I can be the head of this household. <laughs> what? Everything in relationships go back to childhood. Exactly. Childhood, how you grew up. How you we can't change it's how they think. This just is what you, if you want your man, if you want men to be approachable so that they, when they see a woman, they don't feel inferior to her, guess how you do that? You teach your sons. Because exactly. these niggas these days, they just like us. We're stubborn. We, we are all individually set in our ways. There are some things, like you said, we have deal breakers. There are some things that we are learned. There are some things that are off the table, just like a bunnet is off the table for all of us. Guess what? To some men, a, a woman with a baby is off the table. There's no reason for us to change their mind. For some men, a woman who doesn't cook is off the table. There's no reason for us to change our mind. For some men, a woman who has a higher degree than them is off the table. So there's no point in changing their minds. It's all I'm saying. Now, there are things that I do feel like I brought into my marriage that my husband was totally against. Like, I, I know when we first started talking, this little country boy, he, he, he didn't know how he felt about LGBTQ rights, how he felt about transsexuals. Now, there are certain things that I can progress and say like, well, baby, you know, you really shouldn't think like this. Like, you should think like this. But if that nigga grew up getting a meal every day, that nigga not going to change and say, well, I don't. well, I will say we, we have worked out a deal to where at least once or twice a week, he do, you know, got to put together the meal. But to, for me to think that I'm never going to make this, no. No, and see, that's the problem. We can't change these dudes these days, so we have to do some... some. If, if you want a man, you're you going to have to do some of the things that the men of our time are dealing with. Unless you go to the two-year-old. That's fine for me. Like, But the question was about the insecure man, The in, I mean, the man being insecure, feeling inferior to you. Initially, if somebody is like that, and because they're gonna project that on you, like I know one thing I hate was like, oh man, you got it, you make more money than me, like so, like you ain't got to say all that, like that shows your insecurities to mm -hmm. me, like I hate that shit. Don't do that. 
Like, y'all see what I'm saying? Like, I see what you're saying? I that, that kind of thing, like, that completely turns me off. Even if I were to give you a chance and you were a little bit intimidated because right. y'all tell me all oh, the time. Oh, or they all be like, oh, you got it. You got it. You got it. They're like, don't do that. If you are actively trying to pursue me, even if I do got it, you know, if you boss a little bit, do with anything, what does it have to do I with agree. anything, though? I agree to a certain extent, baby. That ain't your favorite slogan this whole podcast, but you know, I'm an agreeable person, that's one of my top strengths is adaptability. So, <laughs> I really I do. I can really bend. I, 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 I it's it really takes a lot for me to disagree wholeheartedly with somebody. But, but I can say, I can't tell you this. I am unlearning some of those, like, um, like breaking down my walls so that I'm not out here with my chronic bitch face on because you know people be like damn Ariel is a mean bitch and I'm really not I just just have chronic bitch face like I'm smiling on the inside but you know I know like being single now I have to be more approachable and show that I'm trying to be more approachable or I'm really finna be out here being single for the rest of my life right and I know for me I just go ahead I was just about to ask, Ariel, haven't you noticed a little more reception and you being aware of that and now trying to be more approachable? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's all. That's all. The initial question was, if a man is projecting his insecurities and, his, and him feeling inferior to you when in the dating phase, like if we just trying to date, then it's, right. it's no. But if we're in a relationship, okay, and I get and I get what you're saying. You you I get what you're saying. But like you said, if I am in an actual relationship and my boo come up to me and be like, "Babe, you know, you make you may make a few more dollars than me. I'm feeling a little bit more insecure. I'm gonna make sure my man feels like a man." And that goes back to putting your man on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And, I'm right. and I, I I guess I'll get a little more personal and why I say I disagree because I do feel like. And agree on what the insecurity part okay i do feel like so again me and ernest we come from two totally different households we were raised totally different i was raised and every holiday you get some every birthday you get something on summers you go on trips mm-hmm. like this is just how i was raised so I acknowledged very early on in my relationship, I'll never forget this. We were planning, this is when I first met Ernest, we weren't even dating yet. But I was planning a spring break trip. It was like a cruise with some friends. And I invited him. And he he said, like, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. But that was it, that was an insecurity of his. He had never been out the country, he had never been on a cruise. I, I don't even think he had taken a flight at this time. I don't, you know, I don't know. I didn't know his financial situation at the time, but I, I picked up on that really quickly. And then I'll even remember our first vacation that we took because I'm the type of person 
that I was going to go anyways. I I, I paid for. I was going by myself anyway. So you, but I I realized the insecurities that he felt, whether he you know showed them outright. I I realized that he felt a little insecure that this girl, if she wanted something. I didn't, I didn't have to budget to go get shit that I wanted. Guess what I did? I went and got that shit. If I wanted to take a trip, I didn't have to budget to go take that trip. I took that trip. And I, I noticed those insecurities. So what I started doing was backing off just a little bit. Now, I'm not saying I compromised who I was and what I wanted, but I took note that me and my spending made him feel a little insecure. And if I would have done the things that y'all are saying, I could have missed out on a, in my opinion, a good man for me. Now we have since had conversations and I've understood, you know, him and his family, they didn't do, you know, things like that. They didn't spend money like my family spends money. They didn't take lavish trips like my family takes lavish trips. And guess what? We are still working through that. Now he is, of course, more appreciative of the nicer things and the fancy trips. But that was an insecurity throughout our whole entire dating relationship. So that's why I personally cannot speak on an insecurity because if I would have said, well, that's your problem. You can't go on the trip. Well, that's your problem. You feel a certain way about me going on this crew. Well, that's your problem. I would yeah I would have I would have I would have perpetuated him feeling insecure about a certain thing so that's why I'm saying it is to a certain extent now I'm not saying go off everything has its limits but to a certain extent if there is somebody who you are interested in dating and you are interested in seeing that relationship go further into marriage you do have to acknowledge that men are going to come with their own insecurities. And sometimes you do have to change your approach to certain things. Now, now I agree with that now. I still went on I my trip. Agree with that. I still went on my trip, but I didn't always tell him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't want him to feel bad. Like if I was flying to Dallas this week, flying to Mississippi that like, no. But now we had the conversations like, baby, I'm gonna go here. And he like, okay. But if I would have cut it off as to that's your problem, you feel insecure? Nah, boo. That's why, that's why, that's the only reason that I can't speak on no other insecurities. But I do know that that has been my issue actually in a lot of relationships is that I come with my own money, my own ideas, my, my own everything. Yes. You woman. So, I value woman. <laughs> so if I want a man. Some of those things just are not attractive to me. I'm sorry. So you got they're not attractive to me in the dating stage. Now they attract my man. Little shit. Now I go. I go by. I was talking to one of my friends. I was like, I go by the nicest couch. And when people come over, yeah, my baby got that couch. <laughs> like so now it's it's appreciate my 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 taste is well appreciated. But if I would a girl, no. If I when that nigga was living in that little one-bedroom apartment it was all crying, guess who was up in there in that one-bedroom apartment with him, even though I knew I could have afforded my own damn apartment by myself? So, no, I can't agree all the way with it's a man's job to overcome his insecurities. I'm sorry. 
I don't think it's his a, a soul job, especially when you really like somebody. Like I'm not such a cold hearted bitch. Where I'm right, with that nigga, but I, I get what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying. I, like I agree with it. I do too. If I'm invested enough to, yeah, if I like like you for sure, and yeah, I see a future with you. Oh, we finna work it out. Especially now, when it ain't really nobody out here, we finna work this stuff out. Do I'm in therapy? <laughs> you in therapy? We gonna be in therapy? Uh, what else we need to do to make it work at this yeah. point? Yeah. I agree. I see no lies as it relates to this topic. I see no lies. Let's finally agreeing on something. Look at God. Right. Finally. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta see it. I probably would have been like that too. I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna have been like, oh, no. I mean, it's just, it's just like, just the dating, just like really putting forth the effort to like really, really take heed to like dating like going on dates figuring it out okay like you said it's an interview hey do you like this do you like this do you like this do you like this okay you don't like this you don't see marriage in your future okay cool next person and then like i used to be hey let's see when i was like like if i was like serious like liking somebody like really really liking somebody really really like all in talk to other people like I like like hypothetically like surpass whole phase so like after the whole phase it's like okay good I had to talk to I dealt with everybody who I everyone dealt with I'm really like invested to like really try to make it work with somebody now I've never like double dipped I never just like talked to too many at a time but it's like ah, it's fun huh why not? It's fun. You should try it. I double dipped. I can't even lie. <laughs> I ain't never double dipped. I ain't never double dipped. But I have done everything I ever want to do in life. I ain't never double dipped, but I've done what I want to do in life. I think that's what makes me feel so confident to say that, you know, I am ready for marriage. I've matured a lot. Just recently turned 31. So my whole perspective about a lot of stuff have changed. And I think I've matured in different areas that I felt like were um some of my discrepancies, some certain things I needed to really work on or whatever in my approach. So now, you know, I'm done with school. I'm about to transition with my job. So I'm open to like really really trying to actually get to know people versus oh let me just text this nigga i'm bored let me let me just see what he doing okay like, i so want to date with like intention mm-hmm. what what does what you're transitioning to another part of your life and you're open to dating and love and all the good stuff what does that look like does that look like i know we kind of talked about dating apps does that look like are you going to shoot your shot I know it was like a okay, so, like Twitter or whatever. So one thing about me, I am open to doing that. Like I've always been a go-getter where it's like, this is a nigga that I want to talk to, I'm gonna talk to him. Like, yes. I've entertained and I've talked to every guy I ever wanted to talk to. I think that's another reason why I know what I like and what I don't like, what I'm gonna put up with and what I don't want to put up with. So I can feel confident saying, like, I I'll sign your if if you somebody that I want, I don't have no problem sliding your DM. I ain't got no problem doing it. 
I've grown more into shooting my shot as well. Clearly, y'all know that. Because I was like, mm, I'm with a little push, with a little push. Oh. I, I had to foul you. Oh. I had to foul you. Oh. Not a foul. Oh, oh. 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 Not a, not a flag on the plate. <laughs> Baby, I, had to, I was charged with a flagrant too. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> 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 But no, I'm more open to shooting my shot. And I think it, it's come with more self-confidence after getting out of my last relationship. Like, I'm a totally new person. Like, I'm not, I feel like I, and I've never even told anybody this. I don't even know why I'm about to say this, but I feel like I was in such a a deep, dark hole in, a, in that relationship to where I couldn't be me. And I was just mad, upset, wow. criticism, because yeah. I knew deep down in my heart, like, this is what, this, it wasn't for me, but I was just so comfortable to mm-hmm. where, oh man, I gotta make this work. Even though I wasn't completely happy, I was like, I did this, 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 and this. It's my ring gotta be coming. And and it didn't. And the Lord revealed, you know, what he did reveal. And after fasting and praying, he was like, it's time for you to deal. And I was like, bitch, say less. Because he he made it to where I, okay, so I prayed and I asked God, I said, Lord, if this is not for me, give me a sign and help me to be okay with the sign that you give me. I swear to God, I fasted for a week and I was good. I love that. And that has changed like my whole perspective on dating, on men, and especially on myself. Like what I want, what I don't want, like he has always said, um, what I know I can tolerate, what I can't tolerate. But it also gives, has given me a sense of self confidence. Like I'm a bad bitch. Like I'm a I'm I'm the prize. Like I I enjoy luxury. Baby, I've been I'm telling good. you. I've been telling you, bad. Like and it's it's. I mean, it takes you. It just takes different things to break people down in order to rebuild it. And that's what it took for me. So right. I mean, anybody going through some. This is the testimony. Get get it get out of it. This is your sign, right? Break up with them, sis. This is your sign. If you hear the words of my mouth on this podcast, break up with them. Break break up with them. And the grass is greener on the other side. Don't let them. Don't let them folks tell you it's something different. Mm. Your confidence gonna shoot up. Mm -hmm. All right. The fuck. The fuck. Period. I like that boo. Like that. Mm-hmm. I like I that. I got a little intimate or whatever, but I mean, whatever to help the girl, the girls. The world. The city girls. We the country girls. And we city girls all summer. Even though the city girls is booed up. We outside. What's the young folks say? Even though I'm going to be at work. Baby. Have, baby, have, have have happy hour. Hour. that's why we need to move closer so we can go to happy hour together that baby because we'll be a happy hour every day when yeah. i tell yeah. you pulling up in my scrubs <laughs> telling you about my day i'm pulling up in my bonnet <laughs> <laughs> I, and then be like, I don't know her I don't know her. She was me. She was me. You think I? You think I'm about to let these bar germs touch this nice little walking girl? Over germs. I'm gonna be like, oh, she came with her. 
drinks on me and she got herself hey i bet you i bet you if everybody start wearing a louis vuitton bonnet it's gonna be fashion but watch gucci louis vuitton gonna put that shit on one of them white ass models and it's gonna be the next best thing just like they did with everything else the hoops the 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 long long nails watch it watch it the cornrows I want somebody to mark today's date, 6-2-2021. Every time you are watching this, that in the next 10 years or so, Louis Vuitton or Gucci are coming out with a bonnet and everybody going to be wearing that motherfucker. Watch. (laughs) Come back. Come back in in 10 years. I'll give you $100 if it ain't true. (laughs) Come back. How much... Yeah, y'all know it. Y'all know it's coming. I, I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. I yeah, baby, I'm gonna give me a little Louis one. Get the little LVs right there on the little, uh, the little pot. Then you know, get a little brown oh, girl. I'm ready. Take my edges. Save the edges. Ooh, that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be put your little edges out. <laughs> and you gonna have a little baby hair swooped down. Girl, it's gonna be a movement, baby. Because baby hairs used to be looked at as native. Now look at everybody. All races want the baby hairs, even though they got especially the the the, the whites. They love a baby. Right. Hair. They love their baby hairs. Oh my god! Here we go. Love it. Well, this has been one interesting conversation. It really from has. the bonnets to the Kevin Samuels era to dating, high value women, high value men, preferences, mm. what you like and what you don't like. Mm. Very insightful conversation. I want to leave and let all your listeners know. That you were all high value. Like a rich summer. You are all high value. Make that nigga buy you. Well, you guys, that has been the end of today's <laughs> episode. And I hope you guys truly, truly enjoy today's conversation about the Kevin Samuels era, the topic about bunnies and loving relationships and marriages. Tune in to our next episode. So, ladies, I'm asking you to be better women. Better women. See, Big Mama stayed with Big Daddy because Big Daddy could get something from Big Mama that he couldn't get out in the streets anywhere else. And it wasn't about bomb sex or WAP or whatever. She knew what his ego ate. She knew how to let that man be a man in front of everybody, even if she made more than him. She never took his manhood. She never felt the need to one-up him because she understood it's better to have him in the house because by keeping him in the house, it raised her estimation of everybody. It raised her estimation in the eyes of everybody else. Single women aren't valued by anybody else but single women. Sorry. Single women are valued by other women who are single. But women who can hold stuff together are valued by all. But maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's talk about it.